Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range, or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double breasted black blazer from a new to me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for, but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you a go, go, go type of person? Even if you're happiest being busy, there are often seasons in our lives when we are getting the message, in fact, messages, that it's time to slow down. But how? Today, you'll hear from a recovering overachiever on ways you can stop chasing busy and instead live with more purpose. Welcome to About Progress. I'm Monica Packer, a regular mom and recovering perfectionist who uncovered the truest model to dramatic but lasting personal growth. It's progress made practical. Join us to leave the extremes behind and instead learn how to do something to grow in ways that stick. This month marks our five year anniversary. If About Progress has impacted your life for good in any way, would you do me the honor of sharing how in a podcast review? Your reviews are one of the easiest and yet most important ways you can support this show. Fun news, this month your reviews automatically qualify you for a month long of giveaways I'm doing to celebrate our five-year anniversary. 
More on that giveaway is coming later in the show, but for now, here's to you and here's to five years of About Progress. During my extra busy phases of life, I get cankers and cold sores, and I find myself sleeping sporadically like a newborn. Being too busy doesn't tend to catch up to me mentally at first. I feel it more in my body. After our recent move, I had permanent cankers that would not go away. I'd fall asleep practically any time I sat down, but then I'd also be up all night either doing things or thinking about doing things. Yep, just like a newborn. Before my mind seems ready to accept it, my body often forces me to slow down or to stop altogether. What about you? What signs do you get when you have been too busy for too long? Today, I am so honored to welcome back Patrice Washington. She truly is a hero of mine and for so many reasons, but lately, one of those reasons has been her courage to slow down. Yes, I said courage, because that's what it takes to say no to chasing busy when you've used your constant flood of productivity and achievement as the fundamental way to validate your sense of worth. And yes, I'm speaking as someone who knows what that's like. Busyness becomes a never-ending cycle in our lives and one that is hard to break. Today, we want to help you listen to the signs that are coming to your body, to your mind, and to your spirit that are telling you to slow down. Patrice has been all over the internet and TV for years, helping people redefine what it means to be wealthy and how to stop chasing money and instead chase purpose. She's a podcaster at Redefine Wealth and is an author to many successful books. And her most recent was entitled Redefine Wealth for Yourself, which I read and I loved it. Patrice has always been a doer. And this past year, approaching her 40th birthday, she did something she had never done before. She slowed down. And something unexpected happened. Even for someone who already knew a whole lot about purpose, When she slowed down, her life became all the richer. Patrice is on the show to share her recent lessons with you and to help you learn how to say no to that constant cycle of busy, 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 and how to instead live with more intention and more purpose. Patrice Washington, welcome back to About Progress. Thank you for having me back. It's good to be back. It's good to see you. Well, I can't wait to do a little sneak peek on this because people are going to freak out. My my community loved the last episode we recorded together, and I'm I'm so excited to have you back on. I know you are extremely busy, but what we're going to talk about today is going to you know touch on that busyness. You know, we live in such a, a hustle culture, and I'm a go go kind of person, and and you are too. You know, I'm happiest when I'm busy. You are happiest when you're busy. But at the same time, there are seasons and times in our lives where we're feeling the push to slow down or to yeah. do less. And I'm going to share a quote from an episode you did that I I don't often have to do this, but when I heard you do an episode talking about ways you were slowing down, I paused it and ran and found a notebook and wrote this down. 
you said there's a season to make things happen and there's a season to let things happen. So that's what we're talking about today. How to know when to do less and when to do more and how to know the difference between the two. Let's start just by hearing a little bit about your own experience with this, this past year, Yeah, this tangle. What has that been like for you? It's so funny. You even said that I enjoy being busy. That, that was definitely story of my life right? I was addicted to achievement very early on because that is how I found value Mm -hmm. and how I thought I would earn love from my family. I didn't grow up necessarily feeling lovable, but I always knew I was the smart one. So as long as I was doing things and achieving, that is usually where the praise came from for me. It's not because I was the pretty one. And so that became a cycle in my life, right? Like just this always never ending chase for significance, for success, for money, for insert whatever sounds good. Like mm-hmm. that, that began the cycle of that. And I just turned 40 years old this year. And the last year and a half or so, I think particularly in the pandemic, I really started to ask myself more questions about why that was like, yes, I've been through a lot of therapy and, and my therapist over the years and I have really gotten to the root of, you know, I, I was chasing achievement because that's how I earned love, knew that, hmm. but I didn't realize how I would keep putting myself in these cycles of busy, in these cycles of hurry, right? Even when I didn't have to anymore, I was still kind of, always being drawn back into this idea of scarcity. Like if I didn't feel every single moment in the day with quote unquote productivity, who was I? (laughs) What good was I, (laughs) right? Like, what are you doing? And I consider myself to be very spirit led and a purpose chaser. You know, that's what we say in my community at Redefining Wealth, we're purpose chasers. And so sometimes even when you're doing things in purpose, with purpose, for purpose, you can still do too much and overwork and overwhelm yourself unnecessarily. We were sharing before we started recording that I took a year off from my MBA program. And a part of taking that year off was because of this revelation. Like, why does every corner of my life have to be full? I Mm -hmm. say that I value purpose. So why am I allowing my calendar to always be so chaotic? Like I choose the things that I do. I get to say yes or no. I am the CEO of my business. I don't have a boss looming over me telling me what I have to do, where I have to go, how long I have to stay. Yet I'm creating this environment as if I do. Subconsciously, I realized I was so happy that I was being so acknowledged for my gift because I grew up thinking that I didn't have a gift. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. now here I am. You know, in some people's minds, the Patrice Washington, and I get invited to do so many things. And the little girl in me was going, they see my gift. They see my gift. Well, let me go here. Well, let me go there. And it's been about a year and a half now where I've been like, well, they, they, okay, they see my gift, but I, I treasure my gift, which is my vessel which is my body, my spirit, my temple more than anything. And so now my no's have to be so much more deliberate and intent and they need to come sooner, quicker, faster. And so now I do stuff, 
but I don't really feel as quote unquote busy as I have in the past. I don't. I feel like I've learned to be so much more selective and I've learned that the first person who needs to cherish and honor and validate my gift is me <laughs> and everybody else is like secondary, if, if even secondary. And so now I'm really getting back in a space of literally only doing things that feel completely in alignment and on purpose for me, things that are worked around my schedule and what feels good for me, not me always bending to do things for other people. And this is so much, I know Monica, it's like so much, but this is like- I love oh, it. It's like Keep bubbling going. up, right? <laughs> and I realized in the last year that new levels require a new no, right? I was choosing hmm. between good and great. And now I have to choose between great and great. And that's hard. Oh my goodness. All of the things are so good. All of them would look good, right? All of, all of it is the things that I prayed for for so long. And yet now I'm learning to exercise a new level of no, hmm. because I've gotten into this rhythm and this space of Everything that is permissible is not beneficial. Everything that's permissible is not beneficial. Just because I can doesn't mean I should or I have to. And it's 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 stretching me right now, if I'm honest. It is stretching me, but I'm learning so much about myself in the process and I'm learning more about this next level of being a wife of almost 15 years and a, a mother to a high school student. My daughter just started high school this year and wow. this is like a whole new adventure. Uh -huh. And um, saying no to even the great things allows me to be greater for them in this space. Okay. That is exactly what I wanted to, to bring up. When you talked about the before just being full of busyness of kind of this counterfeit productivity and counterfeit because you're like, trying to prove your worth through the level of productivity, instead of it being purpose-driven and soul-driven, like you talked about, it doesn't sound like your life is any less full. It's it sounds not. like it's more full. There's a shift here, right? Like you're not yes. full of busyness, but because you're not full of busy, 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 you open yourself up to being full of mm -hmm. other things that really matter. Yeah. And it feels good. It feels so much better, right? I'm sure you've been in seasons where your plate was full and it was a challenge. Like it was, it was like you were pulling and forcing and, and just yeah. like you're drained at the end of it. My calendar is still full, but it's full of the right stuff. It's not <laughs> full of the have tos. There's nothing that I do in this season, except for this last course in my MBA program, <laughs> yeah. I do have to finish. But as I was telling you, I don't even care about finishing with an A. Mm -hmm. I have really given this program my all. Now I got a lot from it, but also the addicted to achievement dies hard, right? Even for this last course, this is the thing that is like a have to for me right now. And I've decided that I'm only going to give it so much, like, because mm -hmm. I don't want to get back in the cycle of, of giving all my heart, my time, my soul to the have tos. Mm -hmm. I, I really want to reserve that energy and that space for the get tos.
thinking about the women who are listening and just how they can recognize when that shift needs to happen for them. Do you, and I know since you are so purpose-driven and also spirit-driven, do you have any advice for these women on how to know if it's Mm -hmm. a time for less busy and doing less so that you can have a fuller, richer life where it counts? How do they know? I think your spirit is already telling you. I think when you're at that place where you are waking up still tired, Mm-hmm. You are going into appointments or showing up for things and you are like, I wish they would cancel. We've mm-hmm. all had that. Like, right. When you're like, maybe they won't show up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and I can go have some me time, right. Where your calendar is probably very hurried and you're going from one thing to the next. And you're not even sure how present you are in each space or with each person. I feel in my own life that that's when my spirit, like when I'm feeling that and I'm so weary at the end of the day, no matter how many supplements I take or how much I'm working out or any Mm -hmm. of those things, my soul is exhausted. Yeah. Know it. But so many of us dismiss it. And because we've gotten advice, like be everywhere and be all things to all people. And you know, this is your season and you got to hustle and grind and do all the things we are so committed to leaning into those outside voices but our inside is like dying mm-hmm. and it's like th- this isn't right and it can be so confusing especially if you're doing work you love mm-hmm. I have a client her, her name is Dr. Patrice Buckner Jackson and she talks about burnout and she talks about compassion fatigue and so wow. how many of us are heart workers. So you are listening to this podcast, you listen to Monica, then I know that you're a light worker out there and you really have purposeful work and you know that the work that you do in the world is good and, and mm-hmm. phenomenal and that you're a blessing. We are so susceptible to that compassion fatigue because we tend to feel like, well, if I don't do it, who will? And the truth is there are many people on assignment out here. Like you're not the only person who got that assignment and we are burning out, right? Mm -hmm. Burning the candle on both ends, trying to be all things to all people. But really what if we were better for a smaller section of people that we're called to serve? I was waking up feeling tired. And I knew I was like doing all the things. And some of that could have been a mix of just the mental exhaustion we all suffered last year. But it was also a great time to to look at that time, but also assess the months leading up to it and, and really go, have you been doing too much? Like maybe this is the season that you should maybe take a step back. And I did. That's why I didn't do my uh, MBA program last year at all. I never enrolled in a course at all in 2020 because I was looking at what are the things that I have on my plate that I have made up a story (laughs) that they must be done now. A lot of us create these arbitrary deadlines and then we push ourselves up against these demands and these expectations like we're robots and we're human and we're cyclical right life is cyclical it's seasonal and there are seasons where yes perhaps we need to go all in and then there are seasons where it's like just rest and how i know the difference is you know the faith pillar for me Mm -hmm. 
Sometimes it comes to me in my prayer time. It may come to me through journaling, through meditation, through writing. Sometimes I'm just divinely led to podcasts like this. Someone is divinely listening right now and they're like, oh my gosh, this is the thing that's been on my heart. Yeah. If you were looking for a sign to take a step back, this is it. Yeah. And so for me, I just kept getting these signs, these downloads, like take a step back. And I'll give you an example, Monica. In October, 2020, we were gearing up for the release of my latest book, Redefine Wealth for Yourself. And I was getting ready to put a deposit on a sound stage because I had this huge vision for what I wanted to do with the, the book launch. And I was like, it's going to be like Oprah's masterclass, right? <laughs> like you're going to be able to see purpose chasers on the screen, on the Zoom screens from all over the world. And I'm going to invite my good girlfriends to speak. And like I had all this stuff planned. And that still small voice was like, no, not for you. And I'm like, no, 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 I've worked really hard on this book. I think this is like the best thing that I've written. And I share so much of my story and there's so yes. many great exercises. And I'm like, no, mm -hmm. this is the book. My other books have done well, but no, this is the book. Mm -hmm. But last year my word was obedience. And, and I kept saying, what will my life look like if every time I heard what I referred to as the Holy Spirit, tell me to move or do something like, what if I just did that and didn't question and didn't fight and didn't straddle the fence. And I called the folks back like, no, we, we're not going to do it. My team was very bewildered. They're like, uh, Hey, we got a book coming out. Like, should we be doing more? Should we be doing something? Yeah. And I just kept feeling this sense of like, no hmm. rest. It's not for you. It's not for you. And I watched some of my good girlfriends launch their books and some of them used the same thing that I was thinking about. Really? And they crushed it. Yeah. And I was crushed in a way, happy for them, but also like, but I could have did that. Like I have mm -hmm. the means and the, the connections and the relationships. Like I could have done that. My book um, came out on my 40th birthday, March 15th, a couple weeks before. The, the 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 whole shebang would have been like the weekend before. So I think like March 13th or something, let's call it that. Well, about a week or two before I get the call, my mom has had a stroke. Oh, wow. California, yes. In California and I'm in Georgia. Mm -hmm. And everything comes to a halt. And I end up spending weeks in California just getting her, you know, making sure she's good and going to doctor's appointments and you know, I'm, I'm the one, I'm that child. So the one to take care of everything. And I thought to myself, what if I would have sold a thousand tickets to this thing? Wow. I would have had to postpone so much or refund and it could have mm -hmm. gotten really chaotic. And I was like, hmm. it makes sense now. Yeah. In October, there would have been no way for me to predict that six months later, my mom was going to need me in that hmm. season. But I listened to that still small voice that was like, that's not for you. Hmm. And the crazy part about this year is that I've done a lot of virtual speaking events and some I didn't speak at all. And I've had more people reach out and say, hey, we'd like to buy 700 copies of your book. Hey, we'd like to buy 500 copies of your book. We've sold several thousand copies of the book that I, and I don't think it could have happened wow. that way even with the event that I was planning. And so what an example and a reminder. And I, 
I pray I never forget this because, you know, we have spiritual amnesia. So we love to forget things that we've already come yeah. through. I just pray that I never forget this example because yeah. this was a year that I did not do all the things that I did not push super hard for the book or not really for many things. And yet by Q3, we hit seven figures in my business. And that's usually a Q4 thing, you know, by yeah. the time we get there. I, I don't work on Wednesdays. I'm taking the solo quarterly trips. I've said no to more. I'm more intentional about the things I say yes to. I didn't do some big book launch and I still, we're having one of our best years. And that's what we talked about, right? It's not that your life will be less, it will be full, but it'll be full of the things that matter and, and the purpose that is missing in that counterfeit productivity. Next up, Patrice and I will talk about one of the biggest obstacles that gets in the way of us slowing down. But first, let's hear a word from this month's sponsor. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. It's bringing to mind one of the biggest struggles we have in saying no is just the fear of making trade-offs. Because making trade-offs are hard. You made a huge trade-off in that one example alone. You made a huge trade-off in taking a year off from school. And, and those are scary, especially when they are good things. And I love your advice about taking a step back and thinking about how am I already making trade-offs mm. by being so busy? And with good things, like what trade-offs am I still making right now? The trade-off usually is our mental health is rocky. Mm -hmm. You know, our physical health is typically in a shambles because when you're living a hurried lifestyle, you're usually not taking good care of yourself physically. And you know that we say, you know, that in order to execute the vision, you have to protect the only vessel you get. You get one body, the mental the mental toll that it takes to not have a, a moment throughout the day that you can focus on oh, clearing your head, clearing your thoughts, processing how you actually feel, right? The relationships, how many mm -hmm. of us, the trade-off is our relationships. We yeah. are telling our family and friends, oh, I do this work because I, I do it for you, you know, especially as parents, as mothers. Oh, I do this because I love you, but your kid never sees you. Mm -hmm. What they see of you is so scattered. You know, what they see of you is is such a frazzled version that they're kind of going, do I want to do anything purposeful? There is so much that does get traded off. And for many of us, our faith too, you know, we say faith at Redefining Wealth is about believing in something greater. It yeah. doesn't matter to me what you say you believe in, but having a belief in something allows you to be grounded because life is coming, right? It's not a matter of if, it's when. And so hmm. many of us trade 
time, right? We trade off the time that we would spend in our spiritual practice on a daily basis because, oh, I'm busy. So no, I haven't had time to pray. But the trade-off, let's be real. Most of the stuff we're doing is not even important, Monica. It's, yep. it's the urgent things that other people put in front of us. Mm-hmm. It's not that it was important. We get so consumed with the urgent that we lose sight of what's actually important. It's kind of when um, people say, when everything's important, nothing's important. It's right. the same thing with these trade-offs. It's so hard to differentiate between good and great and even great and great, like you brought up and how urgent it all feels. And I just, I can learn from you and, and also your book too, which I've loved is it just takes practice and it takes getting messy and kind of making mistakes with it. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I've cued in and learned from you is it takes a whole lot of courage because when you're making those trade-offs and you are choosing between good things, fear gets in the way, mm-hmm. a lot of fear. And you taught us something back when we did our episode on resistance that I have, I have used almost every day since both for myself and for the woman I work with on the show. And it's what you do with your fears. And mm-hmm. I think that's really, you talk about it in your book too. So yeah. I would just love to hear it from you again. Yeah. what you do when you are full of fear. I did it this morning. Did you really? I did it this morning. I, That's awesome. I use this literally every other day probably yeah. for something. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you're referring to is the exercise that I call what if versus what is. And a lot of times when we have these trade-offs and we, and, and it's like, okay, if I say no to this, what does that mean? Or yep. what could that create? we usually have a lot of noise in our minds and we don't name the noise we don't acknowledge it we just let it run rampant it's it's just in there doing a doozy right on Mm -hmm. our self-esteem on our clarity on everything and so i started doing what if versus what is some years ago and so it started with me literally in my journal folding a sheet of paper and saying like okay what are the what ifs the what ifs are just the fears what is re- what am I really afraid of here? And allowing myself to be radically honest about what's really going on, not trying to be politically correct, not not writing this as if somebody reads this, what will they think of me? Right? Like just like yeah. what would be my God's honest truth about what I'm actually afraid of? And I list everything out. It's like a brain dump, anything I can think of. And then on the right side of the paper, I label it what is. And I try to look at everything I said as a fear and then counter it with either the, like it's all truth, but Mm. it's like for me, what does the Bible say about it? Or what do I just know to be true, right? Because sometimes we are so far gone. It's like we have no options in the middle. We're like, either I keep this job or I go homeless. It's like, girl, there's a lot of options. Like extreme binary fears, right? Going on. Yeah. It's like, Hey, 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 there's about 999 options of like things that could happen. But when I write it down, I can see it for what it is. And it's like, is that really a big Mm -hmm. concern? Or are you making this up? Or are you telling yourself a story? And if you are, then why not tell a new story? Cause you're choosing the story anyway. Like you are the author and creator of this story, choose a new one, choose a different ending. And so I do that all the time. 
And it has served me so greatly and my clients as well. And I'm glad to hear you and your clients are Mm -hmm. using it too. It has been the game changer because oftentimes when I see what is, it completely trumps the what if. And it's not that the what if just melts away, but when I'm feeling it, I can go back to, yeah, that is a possibility, but okay. Right? Like, and if it is, if it does happen, here's what I could do. Here's who I could call. Yes. Here's how I could turn that around. Here's a plan B. Some of us are like, oh, there's no plan Bs. In some things, I'm fine with a plan B. I'm fine with a plan C, right? Like in some things, I'm okay with moving forward because I know that nothing is permanent and everything is cyclical and seasonal and and temporary. A lot of times we treat these decisions as if they are like fatal. Yes. Completely catastrophic. And it's like, (laughs) at most it will be an inconvenience. Simmer down. (laughs) Right? Like you can tell all the like little gremlins in your mind, like at most this will be an inconvenience. Yes, maybe I won't like it. And I'm talking, I do this from the most trivial to the most important things in my life. It's just, it has just been a, a complete game changer. One of the things I love the most about it too, is that it doesn't mean you have to go all Pollyanna and tell lies to yourself. Like, so an example could be like, I'm going to disappoint my, my spouse. Like I'm going to disappoint them because I'm not willing to do this chore or this thing anymore. Go to this thing with them. And the truth to that is, yeah, I could disappoint them, but I also can, you know, X, Y, Z, it gives you more choice because you're actually seeing the truth. Sometimes to take care of yourself, you have to disappoint other people. Like a part of walking in purpose in your truth is going to be that you piss some people off. That just is what it is. Mm. Some folks are not going to like that you are choosing you, (laughs) including people who are the closest to you because they've been used to you choosing them all along. But in the process, you've betrayed yourself. And so now that you're walking in a space of, you know, saying, look, the idea of betraying myself is intolerable. Like, I cannot take that anymore. That does not feel good. That does not feel right to me. And yes, my spouse, my parents, my children, my whoever, they may be disappointed, but this is something that I have to do for myself. And if they love me, you know, I will either enroll them in the vision and they will understand or they will Mm. come to understand. But I'm not gonna be so afraid that I continue to chip away at my own spirit. And that's what a lot of us as women have learned to do. Mm. We've learned to chip away and, and honey, this is again, everything that I share, my own story. I know in so many ways that in order to protect, I thought protect other people's feelings or, you know, whatever, preserve relationships that I would only go so far. And as long as I did that, even as, as visible as my career has been, I knew I wasn't really living out loud. Hmm. I knew that I was still dimming down. I knew that as much as I have done, I still was like, "Mm, you got more in you. There's like more shine to you. But because you want to protect other people's feelings, you hide bits and pieces of the story. (laughs) You only tell so much, right? And when I started to break free of that, did I have to have some uncomfortable conversations? Yes, I did. 
in the long run? Has it been beneficial to myself, to those relationships healing, to clients and, you know, people out there in social media or in these spaces that have heard it? Yes. And in the bigger scheme of things, I'm so glad that I finally allowed myself to be free. And I'm still getting free every day. It's a journey. Oh, that gave me chills. <laughs> Apparently I needed this uh, interview even more than I knew going into it. I, I love that so much more of your story is in the book. And and while I love that you were choosing for yourself how you were going to promote it, I am going to promote it for you here and just say <laughs> people need to read it. It's Redefine Wealth for Yourself. And also go and listen to your podcast, Redefining Wealth one of my favorites and you're one of my favorites. And, you know, before we go, Patrice, I, I just like to know in this season of your life, you know, you just turned 40, you're, you're about to graduate with your MBA, your business is doing well. You've been through a lot with your family and, and they're thriving. Like what's on the other side of this? What in, in your season of life right now, what is your life full of? In this season of my life, I just keep saying I'm scaling joy. I just want to take all of the things that bring me joy, not happiness, because that's based on stuff, right? But the things that literally give me energy and make my belly leap in a good way. How do I keep adding more of that into my moment to moment life? And how do I keep removing things that don't? <laughs> and that is the path that I'm on right now. Like a year from now, I have no idea where I'll be. But I say that to say, I am really leaning in to only doing the things that bring me the most joy and then allowing those things to scale. And so I don't know <laughs> what tomorrow holds. I don't know what this decade holds, but I know who holds me. And I'm really just in a space of like being radically honest with myself first and then making a choice to be radically honest with people around me. And that's included my daughter, my husband, my parents, uh, my siblings, mm. my team members. Like I'm not holding any punches anymore. Like I'm not <laughs> holding back because I got one life to live. <laughs> and I spent the greater part of my first half here wanting to please people or doing things to earn love or to earn validation or respect in so many instances. And you know, I've worked through so much in therapy on and off over the last 16, 17 years. And now I'm just like, I just want to live it, right? Like I just yeah. want to live everything that I've practiced, everything that I've learned fully. And I believe that as I continue to step into that and choose that, sky's the limit. I don't know yeah. what it's going to bring. I know it's going to be good. <laughs> well, I'm right behind you on, on all of those things, but also even just that marker, that age marker. So it gives me a lot to look forward to. Patrice, is there anywhere else you'd like to send people besides your book and your podcast that we mentioned? Yeah, I would say definitely if you want to hear more about what the six pillars of wealth are, I kind of alluded to a few of them. Definitely go to my site, patricewashington.com forward slash start here. There's a free audio training that breaks it all down. And it even gives you an opportunity to take a quick assessment so that you can you know, really go, okay, well, which pillar do I need to start with so I can get on this path of like saying no, clearing the calendar, doing what yes. matters, all that good stuff. So come on over. That is brilliant, by the way. Wow. That's, that's so helpful too, because like, I, I love your pillars, but yeah, it's one of those other things. How do I start? Where do I go? Yeah. Uh, love it. Well, Patrice, it's been 
truly a blessing for me to talk to you today. So thank you very much for being here. Oh, thanks for having me back. I hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants that you need to grow. We are airing this episode right before the start of the holiday season for a reason. And I hope this episode can give you the permission you need to take on the next few months in ways that feel aligned with who you are and who you want to be. You're allowed to do it differently this year. The last episode that we recorded with Patrice was episode 170, and it was all about resistance. And it's one of our most downloaded episodes of the entire five years that we have been a podcast. So I'll have that episode linked for you in the full show notes. Now let's share the progress pointers from this episode. And this is where I share the cliff notes of this episode. And if you want it in a beautiful graphic form, every subscriber to my go-getter newsletter gets that graphic each Tuesday. Number one, being busy is a kind of counterfeit productivity that becomes a never ending cycle as we try to validate our worth with our level of doing two, when you slow down, life doesn't get simpler. It gets fuller of the right things. Three, there are clear signs when you've been too busy for too long, pay attention Four, either way you are making trade-offs. What trade-offs are you making while being too busy? And five, practice choosing between good and great and even great and great, and you will get better at it over time. You'll uncover greater intention and purpose in your life. Your do something challenge this week is to share what signs you get that tell you to slow down. So what is that for you? Is it like your body shows you like me? Maybe you get cold sores or cankers too. Maybe your fingers get numb. I don't know. Maybe there's something weird there, or you just get a gut feeling that it's time to slow down, share those signs with me and you can do it on social media and use the hashtag, do something challenge and tag me at about progress. And if you do that, then you can get submitted to our progressor spotlight this week. I want to spotlight Susie Herphy. That's her Instagram handle. And this is just because Susie is such a cheerleader. She is there for me. And I know this seems so weird because Normally you shouldn't just pick someone because they're like always cheering you on, but that's what is so wonderful about the about progress community. And that's what I want to celebrate more of is regular listeners who are showing up for themselves and for each other and for me. And that's Susie for me right now. This is an example of a recent comment she left. She said, your recent posts and podcasts are just on fire. So important and so relevant. Thank you for being in tune with yourself and for the needs of this community. So I want to thank you, Susie, that made my day to read that, especially after all the big changes we made to the podcast this fall. I am so glad that you listened to the show and that you share it. Don't forget to enter the big five giveaway and learn how at aboutprogress.com slash big five giveaway. And that number is not spelled out. It's just the number five, big five giveaway. It's so easy to do. And my goal really is to celebrate how far we've come and what we've been able to create together. Now, my friends, it's time for you to go and do something with what you learned today. And I want you to think about what are some signs that you typically get, but get, boop, 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 boop.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.